Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, as we work our way through the Beatitudes that Jesus taught in His Sermon on the Mount, we're going to break from our recent pattern and deal with three entire verses instead of the one-at-a-time method we've employed for the last seven weeks. We'll take a close look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. Part of the reason we're doing that is that these verses are related in that they address the cost of being a disciple of Jesus. Yes, there are tremendous blessings of being in Christ when we put our faith in Him and turn away from lives enslaved to sin to new lives of obedience to God. But when you set yourself apart from the world's pursuits and the world sees that, they don't like it. In fact, they hate it. So as Jesus proclaimed the blessings of turning from the world's ways and belonging to and following him, he was straightforward about the costs. But even the price to be paid comes with its own additional blessings. What you will know for certain as you join us each day this week is this. Though the cost is very high, the blessings are more than worth the price. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Price of Faithfulness. Okay, come with me now back to Matthew chapter 5. The Sermon on the Mount is Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. And we've started out this, uh, this sermon of Jesus's in the, uh, the most methodical way possible. We've been devoting one sermon to each of the so-called beatitudes or blessings that Jesus pronounces on true disciples. This last one is a little bit different from the rest. And Today we will finish the beatitudes. But to get thinking about this, imagine if uh, someone in your church came to you and said, we, we need help in a certain ministry, we think you would do a good job at that. And so you were asked to serve as a deacon, especially to help care for some widows. And after doing that for a while, God opens many opportunities for you to preach the gospel and you go for it and incredible things happen. God uses you to bring many people to faith, even people from far away, even people from different cultures, and you're astounded at that. The local authorities, though, don't like it very much, and they start making a bunch of false accusations against you. None of them are true, but you can't, re- uh, you, you can't uh, seem to convince them of anything else, and even though they can't refute your defense, they just keep getting louder and louder. Well, that's the backstory of Stephen one of the first so-called deacons, one of the six chose to, one of the seven, I should say, chosen to assist the apostles in the ministry to widows in the church at Jerusalem. The executioners were surrounding Stephen. They were ready to shove him out of town and uh, push him off the ledge and rain stones down upon him until he died. 
Stephen spoke boldly until the end. And then we have this record from the pen of Luke of what happened. Acts chapter 7, starting at verse 54. Now, when they heard this, that is his preaching, his defense, um, they were cut to the quick and they began gnashing their teeth at him. But being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and covered their ears and rushed at him with one impulse. When they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him. And the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And you know him as the Apostle Paul. They, they went on stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Having said this, he fell asleep. Now, that's how one of the first non-apostolic servants of Jesus Christ was rewarded on earth for his faithfulness in serving Jesus and preaching the gospel. God used him wonderfully, and his sermon, which is recorded in all of Acts chapter 7, is a phenomenal overview of God's plan of redemption. If you ever want a quick overview of your Bible, just go read through Acts chapter 7. It's all there. Now let's go forward almost two millennia. I was listening to a Christian music program. It used to be on the radio years ago on uh, Sunday mornings, and it was a, a nice time for me because I, I get up early and do a lot on Sunday morning before church. And this particular program was sponsored at that time by one of the major publishers of Christian music, and it was designed to promote their artists and the products that, that they sell, and I happen to like the music that many of them did, so I would listen typically. One day a line from the host of that program hit me as if I'd been shot with a bullet. I may not have got it, gotten it written down exactly word for word, but I got the meaning loud and clear. He said, buy our music so you can listen anytime you want. Hey, well, that's pretty cool. If you own it, you can listen to it anytime you want to. That even made sense. I mean, back in the olden days, they had these things called cassettes you could order. Uh, then, then they had some, some flat things that looked like coasters, and you could, and you could play them, um, you know, and a couple letters that... Uh, this sort of, uh, and so, I, you know, I actually, I, I actually own some of their music. Buy our music so you can listen anytime you want to. So far, so good. But he went on to say, to move into a deeper and more meaningful relationship with Christ. I heard that, and I, I thought of the apostles and the thousands who have met similar fates since then, in the almost 2,000 years of the history since then. I think of the Christians these days in Uganda and Nigeria and China and India and Iran and Iraq and so many other places these days who are being killed or 
imprisoned or their homes and church, uh, churches burned or bulldozed. I ponder those things and I, and I wonder what Stephen would think of somebody saying, you really need a deeper and more meaningful relationship with Jesus and you get that by buying our music. Uh, there, there, there's a disconnect there, isn't it? There's something more to a deep and meaningful relationship with, deep, with, with Jesus Christ. Because deep and meaningful relationship is not the goal. Righteousness, truth, forgiveness, salvation, the gospel, that's the issue. The glory of God, that's what we want to seek. If you want deep and meaningful relationship, you can get a cat. And if you get the right ones, they will really like you. You can be very tightly involved with them. I'd recommend a dog, but you can have a cat if you want. People have deep and meaningful relationships that are totally immoral. We're not looking for deep and meaningful. We're looking for a true relationship with God, our Creator. Now, a true relationship with Christ is described by Jesus throughout this sermon, but He begins with the Beatitudes that we have, that we have studied. And He says, blessed is this kind of person, and the blessing is this. That's His pattern all through all of them. Now, what kind of characteristics show up in the people that become new creatures in Christ? Now, I know that verse hadn't been written yet, but Jesus is describing what He is looking for in the people who, who follow Him, and, and it's both the expectation of what he, he wants you to be, and it's the description of what He makes you to be. It, it's both of those together at the same time. Now, look at this composite picture that He has painted for us. He has talked about, blessed are the poor in spirit. That means those who recognize that they have nothing that can help their spiritual condition of alienation from God. They must have His grace. They can't fix themselves. People who mourn over sin, He said, blessed are those who mourn because they, 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 they see their sin as God sees it. And so they hate it and they're, they're repulsed by it. He said, blessed are the meek. That's that character quality wrought by the Spirit of God working in the heart of a redeemed um, believer to, to, to stand on truth and, and have the power under control, if you will, is the way many describe meekness. He says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's the changed appetite developed by God in His children so that you, you want the things that honor Him. He said, blessed are the merciful, because those who receive the mercy and forgiveness of God are so changed by it that they become instruments of mercy and forgiveness. He says, blessed are the pure in heart. That's the evidence that God is at work transforming a life from the inside out in, in opposition to the ways that the, that the Pharisees, who are going to be the antagonists in this sermon in a, in a few verses after we finish today, um, they were trying to reform people from the outside in by making up enough rules that you would, you would do enough behavior modification that God would like these people a whole lot. 
And they considered themselves to be righteous in themselves, exactly the opposite of what Jesus said. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.